Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Dissolving Ignorance, Some Small Practices. In the last podcast, we talked about how we could get caught in two kinds of loops. There was the spiraling of our desires into a never-ending want cycle, and there was the spiraling of our frustrations and anger into a chronic rage cycle. There are forms of addiction. In Buddhist philosophy, these two states of greed and aggression are actually called poisons, and there are really three of them. The Buddhists regard them as the roots to most of our problems, personally and for humanity at large. So what's the third one? The third one is ignorance. So if getting hooked on the first two poisons can lead to a spiraling pattern of loops, could that happen with ignorance as well? Can we actually push it so far that it starts looping on us? Let's think about it. I mean, how are you handling the mounting news of disasters, tragedies, conflicts, dangers, and the enormous suffering that that represents. The scale of these dilemmas can make us feel very helpless and hopeless. So we may simply choose to deny it. We could say, there's no such thing as climate change, for example, or it's fine to cut old trees and just plant new ones. Or blame the victim. It's their fault that they're caught in that situation. Or turn it over to somebody else, governments, rich people, they should be able to solve it. Or tell ourselves that those nice nonprofits are taking care of it for us. We can even protect ourselves from even knowing about these things. I simply don't listen to the news anymore, some say. But these are all forms of ignorance. So how can we begin to dissolve our ignorance without getting overwhelmed and hopelessly depressed? In the 80s, I used to spend a lot of time working with families, and I would suggest that they create a giving fund. So for every $100 they brought home as adults, maybe they'd donate $1 to a kitty. And the kids would donate 1% of their allowance, uh, or whatever earnings they had from odd jobs. Now you had a fund that everybody pitched in as best they could, so everybody would have a vote. Well, by Christmas time, usually that fund got kind of big. Maybe it was 50 or $75 or more. Now, what they found was that they were listening to the problems of the world differently because they had some money they could contribute to it. It wasn't enough to make a huge difference, but it was enough to make a decision about. And they opened their minds to what was happening. So you might have found ways to be part of solutions throughout your life. In your 20s and 30s, you might have had a lot of fiery energy, and perhaps you were idealistic, and you championed one cause or another that had become important to you. By your middle decades, maybe you were making regular donations here and there, hoping that others would do the direct work. But in the upper decades, we may find ourselves with less of the fire that propelled us in our young adult years, and less of the flexible finances that we might have had in the middle decades. So now perhaps we catch ourselves looking away, feeling like we have nothing to offer. But that's not really true. 
It's always been true that, as one person said recently, you do what you can, even though it doesn't seem to be enough. And that's even harder to see that we could do something that's useful when it wasn't money and it wasn't actions. But we have something unique in our maturity that we can offer. Finally, we have the time and the heart, and we know how to cultivate wisdom. There's a good reason that we may have slid into practicing ignorance in the face of the mounting crises around us, because if we open up to too many of them at once, we can get overwhelmed, and then we're going to fall into despair, and then we're not useful. So we have to do this very carefully. To start, it's going to be important to bracket your focus. We're going to bracket it in time and bracket it in space. In time, please don't spend more than 15 minutes a day on this task because otherwise it could drag you down and then you wouldn't be useful. So set a timer, choose 15 minutes before you have to go somewhere else. Make sure you don't let it drag on. In space, don't take in lots of the world's problems. For starters, just choose one or two. Again, the goal here is to be useful, not overwhelmed. And once you've built your skills and strength with this ignorance-dissolving work, you can begin to handle more and more causes and conditions without getting overwhelmed. For now, let's just set about to dissolving our ignorance around one or two issues. Here's what you can expect. Let's say you choose a situation that isn't likely to change, and you can't change it either. It's just ongoing suffering. I mean, you could take the Rohingyas, who have fled Myanmar and now make up the largest refugee encampment in the world, with over 700,000 occupants in Bangladesh in desperate circumstances. When you hear about that situation, listen and reduce your ignorance about it. Agree to spend 15 minutes a day inwardly bearing witness to their suffering and sending blessings, prayers, and care their way. As you do, you are becoming part of a worldwide vigil on their behalf. Or you could have chosen a natural world issue. The Antarctic glacial shelf might be a good one. It can't be fixed and will, in time, lead to a major rise in sea level. But by sitting with it and considering the scope of that dilemma, you begin to appreciate any news that suggests that world leaders also see that and are coming out of denial and taking it seriously. Another natural world choice might be cutting of old growth trees. You'd learn some amazing things, like planting seedlings won't even come to a break-even point for the first 20 years, because until then they're giving off carbon instead of sequestering it. Or you might stumble on the discovery that the forest has mother trees that actually support a small community of other trees and shrubs around them. They do that through their root connections and a mass of fungi in the soil. So take down that one, and you endanger a whole community that it was supporting. Even children can be guided to take on a practice like this. My son Scott always had evening special words, kind of like prayers. By the time he was four, I spoke them out loud to him. And he took over on one part that asked the angels to watch over a list of what he cared about. It would begin with himself and his mom and dad, and then it would go out to friends and other family members, critters in his life, 
and to situations he might have heard about there were, where somebody was suffering. When he was six, I told him about Nelson Mandela, that he was a good person that many loved, but he was stuck in a lonely prison, and he'd been there for 20 years so far. He could write to his friends, but the police refused to let him out. So Scotty decided that maybe that would be good to add him to the end of his wish list each night. And so, from the ages of six to the age of 12, he added Nelson Mandela. He learned little bits about Mandela along the way. Some of Mandela's finest comments ended up on his bedroom wall. Scott had learned to keep a vigil. And then suddenly, he was released, and Scott was as thrilled as the rest of the world. There's a powerful scene in Death of a Salesman when Willie Lomax has died and his sons were talking about him as a failure. It was at that point that their mother says this riveting line, Stop! A man has died here. Attention must be paid. Well, today we're facing a world that is full of urgent situations toward which attention must be paid. So I encourage you to pick one or two worthy causes and create a witnessing practice around it. No need to fix anything or send money. Just listen and learn. Get to know your cause deeply. But for no more than 15 minutes each day, hold the suffering in your heart and bear witness. Feel free to send prayers and blessings too. Very soon, you're going to have a feeling that your thoughts are changing about your cause as your ignorance begins to dissolve and wisdom takes its place. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.